Yes, joining us, the pride of Malibu from Nine News, Denny Widler. A very, well, it's afternoon. It's close to it, isn't it? How are you, Denny? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm loving life in La Jolla, actually. Um, it's just a little bit outside San Diego. Uh, I spent the morning yep. with the with the bunnies. Um, they went down to a, a local beach and uh, were playing beach volleyball and tossing an NFL ball around and having a, a grand old time. And uh, it's been actually a, a really, really good trip. Um, the boys have been outstanding to deal with. Souths have been great to deal with. Uh, and the build-up is getting, you know, it's starting to get a little bit real. I'm, I'm going to be joining Loz in uh, Las Vegas. I'm driving there tomorrow for about a five-hour road trip, which will be a bit of fun, uh, and heading over there. But then the Rabbitohs come, I think, the day after from memory. So they've got, they've got another training session where all the eyes have been on Cody Walker uh, to see whether he's all right. He didn't, tap, he didn't participate in um, beach activities today, but he's been doing his own sessions. Did an extra session yesterday where he ran. He's been battling that calf injury, and uh, he's starting to look pretty good. Actually, boys, I've got a bit, of, a bit of a surprise for you. I'm, I'm in the lobby, and I'm sitting with, you can see, Jacob Host and Jai Arrow. Jai, oh, Jai, we have a quick chat to uh, Michael Clark, Laurie Daly. Loz is in, in Vegas already. He might have some tips for you. Hang on. Here's Jai Arrow, boys. Uh, hey, boys, how are you? Yeah, g'day, Jai. Um, I asked this to Adam Reynolds earlier. Who, who would be, of all your teammates, who's the most likely to be compared with Alan from The Hangover? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Burgess, easy. <laughs> Mate, he's a very unique individual, and I'm telling you right now, if there's one man that reminds me of Alan from The Hangover, it's Tom Burgess. <laughs> Jai, after seeing you after a couple of those celebration wins in Origin camps, I thought it might have been yourself. Oh, well, I've been to Vegas twice, Laurie, so I know what to expect now. Um, <laughs> I, I know I know where not to go, where to go. Um, so I'm a bit worried for the boys that, that haven't been there and haven't experienced the, the bright lights. I'll tell you what, you must be excited, and it's a, it's a wonderful feeling being here in Vegas at the moment. And I was telling the boys, I, I came over yesterday and there was a lot of Australians here and walking the streets last night a lot of people that are supporting all four sides here in Vegas and it just feels as though it's a big game build up and I'm just hoping that the players understand that because I reckon if you do and we all come with that intensity I I think this will be the greatest round one start we've ever had to a season because I'm just anticipating it to be like a a big game, a final or something like that first up. Yeah, it definitely feels like that. It feels like there's a lot of a lot of build up and suspense, you know, leading into um, you know, uh, one of the biggest games in our lives we're playing in front of um, you know, people who are foreign to our game, but we do have the feeling that um, we want to showcase showcase our game as best as we can and um, I have no doubt that there'll be a lot a lot of physicality cuz um, as a as an NRL player, bringing our game to America, we want to showcase our game, and we want them to buy into it, and you know, potentially in years to come, have a have a season over here or something. Yeah, Joe, I was going to ask, how hard has it been to, I guess, stay focused on the footy? You, you get an opportunity like this; it, it doesn't come around for for many codes at all. But the NRL is lucky enough to get over there and, and play in front of some new fans. It, it, has has the preparation been easy when it comes to getting on the track and making sure you're doing what's required to still take it as game one of the season? Yeah, no, it's been pretty pretty um, easy. Look, I think 
you know, we had a week here to sort of um, get some training done. And this week's, this week's all about work. So over the weekend, uh, the majority of us went up to LA and you know, went to a Lakers game, went and watched the Lakers play Spurs. And, um, you know, I, I got to go meet Kid Leroy as well, which was pretty cool. So I got to do, we, we got to do some things to keep our mind off footy. But leading into this week, we understand that we're here for a job and, you know, this, that's what comes first. And, um, you know, we'll be fine and ready to go come Saturday night. I guess it's weird heading into round one. You probably don't do much work on your opponents, do you? I mean, have you had a look at Manly at all? I mean, they've got a new halves combo that have never even played together in Luke yeah. Brooks and Daly Cherry Evans. So how much do you actually go and have a look at them? Yeah, it's obviously hard. You, you can take some things, I suppose, from last year with, say, plays that they were playing. But um, as you said, they've got new halves. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think the first couple of rounds is more about yourself and, and, and the team and um, making sure that you're, I suppose, doing what we work, we've been working on since November. It's such a long pre-season, a grueling pre-season. Now we get to, uh, you know, we can get excited and, and get stuck in and, and play our game in Las Vegas. So it's a pretty good feeling, but um, such a sh- surreal experience and very much looking forward to it. Well, Jai, you're doing Denny's job for him. So next time he's hunting you down for an interview, you can brush him. (laughs) Just just send him an invoice. (laughs) Send him an invoice. (laughs) (laughs) But make sure he just doesn't jump out from the bushes, Jai. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, no, never, never. (laughs) Hey, thanks for talking to us, though. No, no worries, boys. Anytime. Go well. Great to speak to Jai Arrow there from the Bunnies. Uh, thanks, Denny, for putting him on. That's great yeah, access, that's, isn't that's, it? That's, that's how relaxed these guys are. I'm, I'm just sitting on the couch next to them, and they've been so good to deal with the whole um, the whole Rabbitohs group. You know, he's I just went up to Jai. He didn't mind having a chat. And he was you know, more than happy, and that's the sort of you know they're, they're really promoting the game, the Rabbitohs, and uh, we've been allowed on the team bus and you know all sorts of things. So you know, full credit. I remember talking last week about it, saying, "Well, we hope that the teams embrace it." And, um, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't thank them enough for how good the players have been. Well, the barometer for me, Denny, with South is always around Luttrell and what type of yes. mood is he in? Because if he's up, excited, smile on his face, that transfers over to him on the field. And if we get to see that on the field, the American people will love it. Yeah, it was interesting today. I mean, so this week he's been, you know, he's, he wasn't really stoked when I turned up at um, uh, Torrey Pines Golf Course, which is uh, one of the where, one of the sites of the U.S. Open, and I had a camera there. Uh, I don't think he knew I was going to be there, much like in the old days with you, pup. And yep, um, I remember that day, uh, or those days, I should say. Didn't like look, seeing your face that, uh, that often at all, Danny. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, "Look, no cameras," but after a. You know, we said, look, we just want to film a hole because it's, it's a very famous course. And uh, he didn't hit a shot he liked on the first hole, blamed the camera and said, you know, come and shoot me on the next hole and watch me what I can do. And he produced a really good shot. And we, we used that on the news. And so he's 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 warming into it, I think. He didn't um, do a lot today when they were down the beach. Um, he was he was watching on with Cody. Uh, and for that matter, Jai was also, he was filming a lot of stuff today, um, not really participating in, in the group activity. So I don't know whether that's an indication that maybe they're carrying something small. But he, like, at, at training, Latrell has been a loud voice. Um, he's been smiling. Uh, so he looks, and he looks, yeah, he looks fit. He looks fit. So, um, you yeah, know, you think that's all good signs for the Rabbitohs. 
is there must be a well there's always a huge expectation with the Rabbitohs but uh, again I think they underperformed I think it's fair to say they underperformed last year Danny and this year there's been a lot of talk about them being you know certainly good enough to be in the top 4 if not better than that um come you know grand final time and and obviously having Jack who's who's not playing there in or won't be playing in Vegas but having him even a part of that group there must be extra self-belief in this camp now. Well, well Pup, look, the big thing with the Rabbitohs was they missed the eight. Yeah. You know? yeah. They, had, Ridiculous. They, were, they had a team that everyone thought, you know, if they weren't going to win the comp, they are going to go very close to it. So it was a disaster. Yeah. And the way they bounced back from that, everybody's going to be watching that. And everybody's going to be watching coach Jason Demetrio and, Again, uh, I've spent a bit of time with Jason this week. He was good enough to invite me. He was going for a surf, and you know, he's probably not the world's greatest surfer, but he was happy for us to come along and uh, watch him surf, film him, do stuff. He, and he's been very open. And you know how paranoid coaches are. And you know there are there are coaches who are going to be scrutinised this year, and there's no doubt Jason knows he's one of those, um, along with you know the, the likes of Benji Marshall and Brad Arthur. And, uh, those those sort of guys, and um, you know, I think there's a, a good feeling within the Rabbitohs, uh, but they have to translate that now uh, straight away uh, onto the field. And you know, like like Laurie said, Latrell's a key, Cody's a key, uh, Cookie's a key. Um, so it's gonna, and, and Lockie Ilias, I think there's going to be um, unprecedented focus on him as well. Uh, and again, he's had a like I've been watching them do their stuff and he's had a significant voice in everything they've been doing and it's hard for a young halfback to have that in the team with such big personalities like like the ones we've been talking about. Uh, Danny, is Cam Murray over there yet? Yeah, Loz, he, um, he turned up early yesterday morning. Um, he had a baby. His, wife, uh, his partner had a baby and a uh, little Avalon and um, uh, he arrived late and he was very grateful to the club that he was allowed to arrive a, a little bit later. So he, he hasn't had uh, an actual training session yet with them. Uh, he was at the beach today playing volleyball. I noticed um, just before you guys called me, he was walking through uh, the South Hotel foyer in training gear. So maybe like a lot of the other boys, we just got Jai before he's going for lunch. And um, a lot of the other boys are uh, going, going to do that. But he was in training gear. So maybe he's going to do an extra session. Uh, I didn't get a chance to ask him as he walked past, but uh, it looks like he's doing some, some more work. And, yeah, he's going to be – they're going to have a heavy session uh, tomorrow. Uh, I think that's where – they'll probably know whether Cody will play or not. I think he'll probably be named. Um, and they're going to then probably – then they travel to Vegas after that. So – and they're going to have a session, uh, a training session in Vegas and a captain's run. So it's not going to be – they're not going to be mucking around. Um, although probably after the game they might, but uh, I don't think they're going to be mucking around in any way before. They've got two sessions in Vegas. And we know the captain's run isn't heavy, but they've still got them focused to be ready for the game. How's been the return to work after we spoke to you in the snow last week, Denny? I'm sure I read somewhere that you copped a, what was it, a knock to the head at training when you first rocked up back at training there with the bunnies, did you? That's wishful thinking, probably for a lot of people. Um, and that was, I think that, that I think that may have been clickbait written by uh, Herald journalist Michael Chamis. Um, I think a Latrell kick, after, yeah, when you're standing behind the goal line, and 
I think it may have brushed my hip. Maybe. I didn't even feel it. Close but all enough. of a sudden, it became a headline of Latrell Mitchell hits Danny Widler. I thought, okay, here we go. <laughs> Since when have I become a thing of interest like that? So anyway, it was, yeah, there was nothing in it. But yeah, I'm, I'm missing skiing, you know. I'm, I've, um, I'm absolutely, I've got my head around work now and uh, it's great to be um, reporting to you guys. And um, it wasn't it good that Jai could just jump on the phone and, mm. and have a chat? Awesome. Yeah, uh, outstanding access, Denny, and we appreciate it, mate, uh, very much. So mate, he's a good fella. He's a good fella. Appreciation to. Uh, to mate, he, he hit me up for a bill. He said. He said something about the invoice. <laughs> like he's thinking. Is that what you said to him. Well, yeah. That's what I said to What's him. That? Definitely send you the invoice. <laughs> <laughs> How's Vegas, Lawrence? Uh, Vegas is good, Denny. I've been telling the boys. Um, got here yesterday and walked around, and obviously ran into a lot of. Um, Australians, and there's plenty more turning up this week. But I, I don't know whether I'm talking myself into it, but there seems to be a bit of a feel where I'm where where I've been going and talking to people that that they're expecting a lot. And I, I just want to ask you about the players themselves. Do they realise or understand? You know, you can bring a game away, but then the product has to be good, and they, they've got to deliver. And I'm hoping that we get the greatest start we've ever had to an NRL season with two cracking games of football. And we get oh. that if both teams bring their best from day, oh, like the first the first game. Well, we always know that the teams can be a bit rusty in round one, and I'd hate to see that. Uh, let's hope that their, their skills are, are on show. And I mean, the, the width of the field is something they're all talking about as well. It's a bit, a bit narrower. But I guess the narrowness of the field will bring the collision into the game in a big way, right? Um, yes. It's going to be harder to get through, and I think blokes are going to get belted. And I'll be interested to see if it's refereed like a, like a, an Origin game, where you can get away with a little bit more, maybe, and well, whether so. yeah, whether teams will be kept apart so we can see you know some sort of attack. Because I I feel like the NRL won't want the referee in any way to be the focus of this. Like we had such a good referee in the grand final, um, you know, and let's hope we get something similar in in these games because it's a huge venture from the NRL. I mean, I'm, I I can't think of, um, you know, anything like it. I mean, we've seen, I mean, you'd remember um, back when Origin sort of started off and um, that was huge and we've seen big off-field dramas. But in terms of a, uh, a brave experiment, I, I, I can't think of something like it. And I, I'm like you, Laurie, I mean, I think, yeah, you know, they could get quite a few people there, and I'm excited for it. I mean, I don't know what the measure of success is. Um, maybe we have to measure it after three or four years. Um, I don't know whether you can have an instant measure straight after the game, but obviously, if we can get a crowd there and people talking about it and people wanting it to come back uh, in a genuine way, that would be fantastic. Well, Denny, we really appreciate it, mate. And thanks again for putting Jai on. And uh, we'll chat next week. Well, we, we may not. When are you back straight after oh, the game? Yeah, I, I, I fly in. Um, I, I think I'm flying in the morning, uh, next Tuesday morning. So you'll you have me uh, on no sleep and straight after the game. Perfect. Beautiful stuff. Mate, appreciate it. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Laurie, I hope to see you in Vegas. Don't brush me. I will, mate. I'll catch up, mate. I'll give you a text.
See you, buddy. 13.53.53 is the number in the Premier League this morning. West Ham, it's pretty comprehensive. 4-1, they lead Brentford in the 79th minute at the London Stadium there this morning. Uh, just some random musings on the text line here. And 0419767272 is the number. Lads, if Manly's big forwards can stay on the park, they will give the comp a, ma- a red-hot shake. They're light on with depth in the front row, but if Paseca stays on the park, he'll be in for a massive breakout year. Their back line is the fastest in the comp and will score from everywhere. Uh, no name to that one. Uh, Pup spoke about the Panthers earlier, and Sid says if Penrith didn't get stage fright in that first half against the Storm in the 2020 Grand Final, they could be going for five in a row. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm going Penrith Roosters Grand Final this year or Penrith Manly, says Phil and Mudgee. As long as Penrith have a fit, Cleary, Yo, Edwards linking together in attacking raids, they're always a chance. Their attack did look lost. You know, it was disjointed the other day, but you just put that down to it's still the preseason, really. I know they went over there with every intention to win the match, but they were just rusty the other day, weren't they? They got in each other's way at times. New 5 8 as well. well. New 5 8. But I I did notice that they did put Cleary under pressure, and they they were jamming those block plays on him and um, Isaiah Yo. And. Not only were they getting up on the outside to stop it, but they were also working hard from the inside. So the middles didn't shirk their responsibility in terms of closing down the space. Because sometimes when the ball goes past, what middles tend to do is they'll either start to worry about maybe going back into the line to get set for the next tackle, or they're a bit slow to to move across and cover the space. And if they're a bit slow when they turn it back inside, that's when people can hurt you. Um, but they did a really good job of that. And I remember in the Origin Series where they did it as well. They really shut down Yo and Cleary. And a lot of teams, they don't pressure Penrith the way that those two teams have. Um, but they're two key players in the way that Penrith attacks. So obviously when you defend, they've got to be key focuses. And the more you can put pressure on them, the less time they have. And I think Playing without time will certainly give you a better advantage in terms of making them play and adding up who you need to get to into defence. Sometimes if you hang back and wait and watch, they, they're they just too good. They'll beat you every time. So I think you've got to sort of rush them a little bit. Uh, also on the text line here, hey, Alfie. I don't know who Alfie is, but what was that horse Gary Portelli was keen on at Scone today? Asked the Orange Peeler. Yeah, he said it will run well, Scorpion Jack, uh, in race three at Scone today, number 10, Michaela Weir in the saddle, and it is currently $16 to win and three eighty the place. It was 20 to one, but there's some deductions there for scratchings. So Scorpion Jack, race three, number 10. We had Gary Portelli on earlier this morning, three ten at Scone. He said would run well, and it is a $16 chance. Uh, Steve's on the line. G'day, Steve. Fellas, how are we? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. What do you want to talk about? I just want to get some feedback from Laurie. Uh, last week, I listened to a podcast with Eric Banner, A-list superstar, and he was discussing his years on the stand-up comedy circuit, and he said in all his years of stand-up comedy, easily the toughest room he ever played was the private bin in Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because yes. they didn't get the jokes? 
He, he, he said that, he said they'd have it like a nightclub disco, and then for ten minutes they'd turn the music off, get a comedian to do ten minutes. He said no one gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's Fair about right because there was two levels to the private bin. There was the the, the current music that was in vogue, and then they had the old sort of sing-along type songs down the bottom level. And I'm unsure what level Eric played in, but a lot of the time people would roll through that door later at night rather than early in the evening, and it was a rocking, it was a rocking happening, happening place. Uh, I can understand why, because I don't think anyone was interested in listening to a bit of comedy at that time. <laughs> So it sounds like it was it's a, a weird po- place. A weird place to to, to take a, yeah. a comedy act. Would it be nasty if he got all chopper chopper on the crowd? <laughs> yes, I, I suppose. But I tell you what, when you go into the private bin, there's two things you're looking to do, and one of them's not to listen to com- a comedy act. Let me tell you. <laughs> sounds like yeah, wrong venue. Someone's uh, someone's gone. Yeah, we'll have that. Oh, the, yeah. the, the the owner there at the private bin will have that and probably without even thinking about it. Yeah, and I, and I reckon it would have lasted only once. Mm. There would have been only one comedian that ever performed at the private bin because my experience at the private bin, it wasn't about listening to people tell jokes. Well, I reckon Eric Ben has probably had the last laugh. It's got well, worked out all right no for him. Had, I think he's, yeah, he's recovered from it, yeah, put it that way. He's, if he's got on, a few booze, he's recovered just fine. Good on you, Steve. Uh, appreciate the call, mate. Uh, just some AFL news before we get to Jared Daffy as well. At the Swans, it's been revealed that veteran Luke Parker broke his arm in a practice match against GWS last Thursday, and he had surgery. There's no t- timeline yet on his return. Uh, means uh, obviously recruit Taylor Adams. He'll need to hit the ground running them with the likes of Parker and Callum Mills out initially for the Swans this season. And uh, it's next Thursday at the SCG. The season starts opening round. Sydney $1.62 currently with Tab Melbourne $2.30 or plus 7.5 at the line of the Demons. There is a, well, it's the Charity Shield, inaugural Charity Shield uh, tonight. Collingwood up against Richmond at Icon Park. And uh, there's a market for that game as well. Uh, with the uh, the Pies are favourites here at a dollar forty. The Tigers are three dollars. The light well, Scott Pendlebury's going to miss for Collingwood after he copped a knee knock at training. Uh, the likes of Dustin Martin, Dion Prestia, and Tim Taranto will play for the Tigers that match tonight at Icon Park in Melbourne. Jared Duffy, I believe we have him. Yes, we do. Jared, good morning. How are you, mate? Morning, boys. I'm good. Thanks, Mido. Let's start with Vegas, these two games, and uh, I see Manly continues to firm, Duff. It's been two big moves here, uh, obviously one in each game. Now, this time last week, Manly were 225. They're actually pushing for favouritism now, Jared. $1.95, South $1.85, and in the second match, uh, this time last week, the Roosters were also 225. Well, they're getting out. They're out to 235. The Broncos into $1.60. And the handicap line, they're three and a half points in favour of the Bronx. And that minus is $1.85 now. What about the test match starting Thursday, buddy? Aussies v the Kiwis. Uh, we put this one up last night and there hasn't been any move yet. Clarky, interested to get your thoughts. Uh, New Zealand, $4.50. A draw at 5 Australia, $1.55. And before I listen to you, I'll mention that second test. Uh, 3 o'clock. 
car on Thursday. It's obviously the fifth. The series is already wrapped up. India open a dollar fifty a draw, ten dollars, and England at three thirty. Interesting. We've what got. Do you, what yeah. do you think about New Zealand Australia? Well, I, I thought it'd be close, but after watching them play the T twenties, their fielding mm. was horrible. So if they're not going to play catch, I reckon the Aussies will dominate. So okay. the, New Zealand are going to have to be at their absolute best, and I think they're going to have to make a, a juiced-up wicket to take Nathan Lyon out of the game. If the wicket's flat, I think Australia's attack, particularly because of Lino, dominates New Zealand. But if there's, if, the grass, if there's a bit of grass on the wicket, then toss of the coin's important how your bat's important. So, yeah, interesting to see what the wicket's like. But, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think either way, if they feel the way they feel in those T20s, they're in deep trouble. That's an early start for us too, by the way. 9am Thursday. Yeah, OK. Uh, we've got stacks of NBA on today, no doubt, Daff. We have um, the first match, Indiana 144, Toronto 290, six points. The Knicks $1.16, Detroit 550, 11 points. The final match... Sacramento, 134. Miami, 340. That line, 7.5 points. But the big move is Brooklyn, who are away to Memphis. They were 185 last night. Brooklyn, they're into 173. Memphis have gone from 2 out to 2.15 there, Jared. And the NBL, too, tomorrow night. Those two matches, uh, well, as we try and sort out who the final four is going to be. Finally, they get underway. It's a doubleheader tomorrow. Uh, Tasmania, $1.50. Illawarra, $2.55. Uh, the line there, four and a half points. So winner and loser still there, but the eliminator's the big one. Uh, 7.30, this gets underway. The Sydney Kings, clear faves, 153. New Zealand, 2.45. A line of four and a half points. Just looping back to the NRL, just the premiership market, where is the money, uh, Jerry? Because I'm, I'm guessing surely this stage punters are going some you know value hunting rather than taking the shorts for the you know the likes of Penrith and Brisbane it was interesting listening to a couple of those texts you just read out I had a look Manly at 21 but they're a dollar 90 to make the eight if mm. you think they can win it you've nearly got to have something on that 190 over the past couple of weeks Penrith have been easy in the market 375 out to four we did open Brisbane Broncos 550 uh, grand final day last year they're into 450 Support, and there always is for the Roosters at 9. Souths and Melbourne, 11. Uh, sneaky little go for the Warriors, 21 into 17. Parramatta and the Cowboys, 19. And as I said, Manly, 21 and uh, $1.90 for the uh, for the top eight. And, of course, under NRL Futures, you, you can pick teams to make, say, top four into top eight. If you go to NRL Teams Futures Multi, that's you, you can multi those up. You can pick your top four or top eight options, all minor premier options, and multi uh, between different teams. That's right. And the other thing worth mentioning too is that most losses market, which in effect's the wooden spoon, and the West Tigers have been backed off the map to run last, 350 into three, St. George Illawarra 325, the Raiders 650, and then 10 or better for the rest. But don't worry, you can back Jerome Luai to win the Clive Churchill medal in 2025 at $34 as well. Pass <laughs> point so, there. You know, you got options for your beautiful tigers. Yeah, that's it. I'm not sure I'm backing that either. <laughs> I'd like him at the club this year, but I'm just, yeah. Anyway, let's see what unfolds. Daff, go the tigers. That's it. Thank Good you, luck. Ger- Thank you, Jared. <laughs> see you, boys. Jared uh, Daffy, there. Just some uh, some private bin texts here, Loz. 
Uh, Wednesday night was comedy night at the bin. And another one here, Hi Boys, was actually at the private bin when Eric Benner was there in, well, either 1994 or 1995. The crowd actually got up up and about. And I won a prize for telling a joke. He gave me a private bin shirt with his signature on it. It says, Perro from Coolerman, uh, sending that in. So there you go. Well, Some Eric I, I Benner back in the mid-90s. Wednesday night was never my go at the private bin. It was always a, a Friday, Saturday, or a Sunday, possibly. But never during the week. Never during the week. I was always preparing for a, a game. Preparation was key, Mitter. <laughs> Graham says, Morty Fellas, everyone's talking manly up. If the T's don't stay on the field, then they will struggle. Can't see where they have recruited anything of substance. Well, what about the... Luke Brooks. Six. Um, maybe Wooden Spoon number one is looming. Canberra will struggle as well, I believe. Go the Tigers. Graham uh, sending that one through. Uh, keep them coming. Steve Hewlett coming up on Radio Tab. Steve, good morning. Good morning to you, Jared. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, looking forward to chatting with some of my guests this morning. Let's talk to David Van Dyke in a moment. He produced a two-year-old by All Too Hard in, at Doombin on Saturday. Very good sectionally, and uh, that horse is on its way to Sydney to try and qualify for the Golden Slipper, uh, called All Inclusive. Of course, the same sire as a horse that David trained early days in Alligator Blood, All Too Hard. So... We'll talk to David Van Dyke in a moment. We'll talk about the big race in Hong Kong on the weekend. What a great battle that was with those two favourites, Romantic Warrior and Voyage Bubble. Look, two to one on, or $1.50 with Tab for the New Zealand Derby Orchestra. We'll talk to Robert Wellwood. We'll talk about a filly that was back in the Group 1 winner's circle at Otaki in New Zealand on the weekend. And they've got plans of running her in the Doombin Cup. So we'll talk about that this morning. And also the owner-breeder of a horse called Fab's Cowboy, who's iconic in Queensland, the Bush Champ. And he made it 51 wins on the weekend at Mount Isa from 149 starts. And he's rising 13. So how about that, oh, folks? Brilliant. He debuted in 2015. Old Fab. So we'll talk about him as well this morning. And Pride of Jenny, what's happening with her? She's not in Sydney in the Chipping Norton. We'll chase that up as well. Okay, thank or you. Or the very Steve. elegant is its name now. Thanks, yeah. guys. Okay, we'll catch you shortly. And uh, by the way, think about it. Trialed nicely yesterday. Third at Warwick Farm. The Tab Everest winner over 805 metres there. That trial at Warwick Farm set to resume the Canterbury Stakes Saturday week. And uh, we wait to see if Imperatrice comes north. It will depend on what she's asked to carry in the new market and waits for the new market to release next Monday. So if she's waited out of that, we could see uh, Imperatrice and the Everest winner and think about it against each other in the Canterbury Stakes. Uh, on March 9. Now, it is, what is it, seven minutes to nine here in Sydney town. Mm-hmm. The time in Vegas is seven minutes to two. And the great Loz has just got the world at his oysters, the Vegas world. Uh, Sounds Dave, like he's going to stay in his room and order room service and go to sleep. <laughs> I doubt it. It's seven minutes to nine in Maruya as well. Dave Stanley, good morning. Yeah, good morning, boys. I'm in the Vegas of the South, um, down here at Maruya, and I tell you what... I don't know if it's ever been called that. No, I know. I'm just coining it, coining it. The Vegas of the South, Maruya. Get down here. Uh, but, boys, obviously this country championship tour that we're doing for HQ, and, and also uh, tomorrow we're going to start to look at the provincial midways, because a bit of news there. So, firstly, I'll, I'll start with the provincial midway. We had a horse entered into that market yesterday once um, we got confirmation from Ed Cummings that straight Acer would be heading towards that particular series. Now, this is a horse that's finished not too far behind them in a Golden Eagle. 
and we saw what Strace Acer did last preparation. He's rated really well, and those provincial midway races, obviously, at set weight. So it looks like he's going to go to possibly Kembla on Friday for that provincial midway uh, qualifier heat, whatever you like to call it, heading towards Sydney. And if he does go there on Friday, he will be a very short price. He is also installed as the 350 favourite for that provincial midway champ. So that, of course is on the second day of the championships on the 13th. And the country championship tour, which we're up to, well, we had on the weekend great performance from David Smith, uh, winning out there at Mudgee with Lockdown Gamble. And obviously we also had Mark Quinn getting the Quinella up there at Tunkurry. And Maruya this week will be very interesting, boys, because we've actually got the second favourite, Bandy's Boy, which is at $8 in that pre-noms final market with the tab. It is possibly, it's nominated, possibly going around here on the weekend uh, for this uh, big meeting. So just some of the nominations, obviously Bandy's boy, Atmospheric Rock. We're going to try and chat with Danny Williams a little bit later on. We're going to chat with Nat Jarvis, Jamie uh, Stewart. Also, uh, hopefully, Keith Dryden this morning, uh, who has uh, several nominations. I know that uh, Matt Kelly has some nominations from Canberra as well. Uh, we've got um, Rob Potter has a nom in. Zuatica for Barb Joseph, Paul and Matt Jones will be... Well, it'll be mighty, running mighty hard to be here on the weekend too. In fact, it is $11 fifth favourite. So there's a number of horses that are in that market that Tim Ryan and the boys think are going to run very well who will be running in this SERA uh, final here on the weekend, boys. So bring it on. What's on the cars today, Loz? Uh, going to go for a walk. I just received a text message then. Hang on a second. Am I, out of all the things... You're in Vegas. We're all living vicariously through your laws, and you've just said you're going to go for a walk. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, you know going to go for a walk, Mate, Mate. <laughs> fire up, laws. Well, I will, Dave, but I, 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 I'm just going to meet a couple of mates. They've just arrived. They want to um, stay up until um, a, a reasonable hour because they don't want to go to bed just yet. They're a bit jet-lagged. So I'll go and help them out and then um, see where the night takes me, DS. Beautiful. Where would you have, recommend? I've never been to Vegas. Where, did oh, did Mido and, and Pup give you any, any recommendations or the listeners? Oh, mate, just walk out your hotel room. Just walk That's out. That's a start. You'll find yeah. somewhere. I, I, Dave, it's been, been enormous so far because they had the uh, triathlon here yesterday, the Vegas triathlon. So they just right. run up and down the, the strip. And it's basically like a rock and roll country style marathon because they've got DJs and people playing and bands and that playing as you're running up and down the street and people just line the footpath and the bars if they've got a rooftop bar and they're just sort of they were there and celebrating and singing out and, and drinking and today as I look out on the strip it's certainly a lot busier than what it was earlier yeah, this good. morning Very so, good. and it's beautiful weather Beautiful how, how have you found? I, I, I've been obviously setting up this morning here in Maria Loz, but I mean, like we're all we're all family. How have you found the other two this morning, Meadow and Pup, back in Sydney, stuck in that dungeon? Oh, dirty. Or in Vegas, dirty. yeah. You, you, you no. feel the vibes? Yeah. Incorrect. Yeah, feel the, the vibes. I have zero <laughs> envy. I'm filthy. Oh, so fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, Pup, Pup, you. I mean, you're, you've there. got your own Vegas. Yeah, but you're world Vegas. travel, Pup. So yeah, cricket is a world travel. travel. I'm a, I, well I love being home. I reckon yeah. we are blessed here in Australia. So don't get me wrong, going away every now and then is nice. But yeah, I'll never be envious of anybody else travelling the world. Yeah, he's filthy no. lost. But I'll tell you what I am looking forward to, Dave. Yes, mate. <laughs> the, 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 the people that I've run into so far, 
they're all excited. Obviously, a lot of Aussies over here, and there were a lot of Broncos supporters. So the people yeah. up north, they've travelled across to America. Okay. I know. I know everyone will start to to get here as the week goes on, but early in the piece, there's just a lot of Broncos, and I ran into a lot of people from Queensland yesterday. Loz, I know you love a bit of homework. And I've always mm-hmm. wondered this. Obviously, we know that in Vegas, uh, you know, gambling's a big part of, well, it is. It's the town. But yep. I've never really seen any shots of what a, a US tab looks like. Now, I don't even know if oh, they the have Oh, the sports them. book. Yeah. They, I think so, they have what they call a sports yeah, book. Yeah, they do. We don't so, know no, no, they, more than exactly me. You're exactly right, yeah. Sports books in yep. the casinos. So can Very you right. go you and... want me to take if, a couple of shots? Well, yeah, so, yeah. Well, you might not be allowed to take photos, but are you, if, you know, if you go and say you're wanting to have a, a flutter on the ponies, American ponies, yeah. can you go and sit there like um, yeah, and, and, and have a beer and, and have a bet? I mean, the, the, the way you bet is quite backward. Like, yes. But, yeah, you go into the big casinos and they have big areas, which are the sport, sports book areas. I think in the Circa, yeah. Loz, look for in the Circa. Yeah. There's a, there's a really and, good And don't one you sort of sit... Don't you just sit and, like, they've got the um, where you can put your drink and you can sit there and have a feed if yeah. you want and you've From, got the big screens in front right. and you just yeah. keep... So that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, a million yeah. screens. You can, you know, obviously everything under the sun on in front of you. Yeah. But I'll take some photos, Dave. I yeah. might record a few things. Find and, some um, mail for us. You never know. Because, obviously, when you... you oh, we Vegas mail. Well, you know, with a bit of you know, when you go to a racetrack here or a tab, people like you know to yep. give you a tip. You mate, you might be able to tip yep. us something at Gulfstream, and we can we can now bet on it straight after BSB. We've got Gulfstream, Santa well, Anita, all the American races. Well, you know that there's a great synergy between league and racing, horse racing, and I reckon there'll be a lot of people over here that dabble in both, and there'll be owners and there'll be people here yep. that love their horse racing. I reckon I can get a tip in Vegas Righto. for the weekend's racing. That's my go, little boys. goal for everyone. What okay. do you reckon? I like it, Loz. I like it. Back to you, Mido. We're done. It's 9 o'clock. Have a good Tuesday, team. See you, boys.